Ciao, mamas. Welcome to the Outlets of Joy podcast. I am your half Italian host, Christina Stevenson. I am a meal creator, food coach, and mom to three shin kickers. If you are a mom who wants to know how to ditch prepackaged food and cook with ingredients you can pronounce, you are in the right place. I love talking about healthy food and how you can create healthy meals for your family in about 30 minutes without opening a frozen package of dino nuggets. Also, if you are a mom who struggles with being a mom, you are in the right place again. I don't enjoy being a mom and I love my kids. I needed a safe place to put that and I found one right here on my podcast. I was tired of feeling depressed, anxious, and unfulfilled with motherhood. And one day I decided that I had had enough. I found a few things to help me feel better. Now I want to share those things with you and help you find and shine your brightest light again too. This podcast is a place where I help moms find their shimmer through clean eating, finding ways to make you feel more optimistic, inspired, and fulfilled, and making you laugh. Now let's turn up that dimmer and find our shimmer. Go back, rewind a little bit. You say you take pictures while you run. So what camera do you bring? Oh, just my phone. So my phone's always in my pocket and I do both. I love to video while I run because I feel like I always have these thoughts and I'm running by myself and no one to talk to. So I just videotape it and I hope that like it inspires and motivates others that like I'm out there and chit chatting away. And, um, so I do that. And then, uh, I just, you know, if there's something pretty on the run, I'll take a picture of it. Or like today I wanted a picture of me and the dog, of course, running in this pretty spot and it's my birthday. So I wanted my picture there. And so I just set the timer and I have it in like the selfie mode. And if there's like a nice rock or something that I can put it on, otherwise I just put it right on the sidewalk. And then I push the little timer and I run over to where I want to stand. And he's pretty good. Like he's always like, if I say squirrel, he'll like perk up and look. That's all I need to do. (laughs) So what, uh, go back to the, to a thought. So did you have any thoughts today that you videoed? You know, I, I really didn't. And sometimes what I, I did video today, but it was all just gibberish. Like, I'm so happy to be out running. It's my mm-hmm. birthday. Have a great day. It's Friday. You know, that kind of thing. And just said, you know, kind of like what I said, I haven't been running all week because of, you know, my recovery from my race. And um, but sometimes things pop in that are like just juicy and great. And so I have to get it out. And I try and keep them short or sometimes what happens is like, I listen to podcasts while I'm running and it's just like inspiring and it just makes all these thoughts come into my head and I have to get out. <laughs> so I'll just start videotaping while I'm running, you know, the thoughts that have to come out of my mouth and it's fantastic. And you know, it's really funny. So I said, I do it for motivation and there's a couple like, you know, friends that I've never really met in real life, but we're friends on Facebook and they started watching these videos and started setting these fitness goals and, and doing these challenges for themselves. And they said, you know, I wasn't going to go out today. And then you said on your run that you weren't feeling well, but you still went out there and started running. And then once you're out there, it's like the motivation comes to you to do the run once you start doing it. And she's like, if you didn't say that, I wasn't going to run today. And I was like, that's awesome. That's exactly why I I started doing, you know, my little videos while I go. 
And it works both ways. So then she started taping and saying, you know, I'm out here and it's the sun is rising and there's fog and it's wet, but I'm out here and I'm so happy I did it. And I'm like, you know what? I feel the same way today. I'm just like, it's early or I'm tired, but I see her stuff and I'm like, okay, let's go. And it's just kind of like, you don't intentionally target someone, but it's like, it feels like it, you know, just what you needed to hear. So where do you post these videos? I'm guessing from what you say, it's a Facebook group. So Facebook. And then I, I had a YouTube channel that was empty. Um, I, I think I made it like 12 years ago and I never had any videos on it. And so I changed the name of it. And, What's the name of it now? Um, I want to say Mel's Adventures. I'll have to double check on that for you, but it's like Adventures with Mel B or something like that. I can double check it. And so I actually started doing, when I go someplace that has like interesting trails or interesting like things to see, I started kind of like documenting it while I was going, hey, come run with me and I'll, you know, do it. So it's like you are running with me. And uh, I, I made a few YouTube videos with that, like literally like three. There's nothing to get excited about, but I plan on doing more. <laughs> and um, yeah, so you can watch on there too. But the more like personal ones are, you know, on Facebook and they're in, I want to say a public album so that this way, you know, like other people can see your share if it's motivating. I wanted it to be, you know, able to get out there. So so you, so you put your own videos on your own personal Facebook page or the, or the, your running my, group Facebook yeah, page? My own personal page. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes if it's like, so cool, and I, because I don't want to bore people like in the doggy running group with my non-doggy running. And then, you know, if I'm doing a lot of doggy specific things, I don't want to bore people that are like my normal friends with that. So then I'll put more in like the dog group. I don't know. I try and keep it. All right. So let me, let me keep, so you have a doggy running group and then you have the non-doggy running group. Is that correct? Um, so doggy running group is my group, actually, Tennessee Urban Mushing. Okay. And it's legit like sled dog mushing, but here in the South, we don't have snow. So you use other means like running, which is called cane across, like cross country, but with a dog, a canine. Um, Whoa. Now that it's getting cooler, especially this weekend, I use my, you can use a bicycle, <laughs> but I got this really cool adult sized scooter. It's got a mountain bike front end. And then it's a scooter that you stand oh, on. It's the push bike, right? It, it's it's called a kick bike. Oh, kick um, bike, right. Okay. You know, it can be people powered where you're you're kicking yeah. or I hook up mm. proper. To I know you've done that. Pulls. And it's fantastic. So I have that group. And then, you know, I'm in a bunch of different running groups. I'm in some groups that are probably way out of my league. Some like ultra running groups where these ladies are running you know, 50 and a hundred miles. And I'm over here like I did 10. So. <laughs> 10, <laughs> 10. I, I don't do a half. <laughs> Look at uh, you. And, and I, you know, it's, those are motivating to me because there's some women who are like, you know, I didn't run until last year and this is my 50 mile race. And I'm like, wow. wow. 
you know, and well, there's what so is it about running that you love? I don't know. I hated running in the army, hated it. I was terrible at it. I despised mm. it. <laughs> and then I just found like, especially with the kids that it was a place where I could listen to my music or I could listen to a podcast and I could go on an adventure and just like therapy without having to pay. (laughs) And what's even better than regular running, because I didn't think it could get better than that is trail running. And, and it's crazy that it never occurred to me in the past because I literally just started trail running this summer, but I've always hiked and I've always enjoyed being outside and nature walking and running in the trails. It, it just makes you feel like a kid again, (laughs) running and jumping over rocks and, and going over tree stumps and climbing up a hill and, and, Wow. You know, and then you stop and, oh, there's a mushroom and, oh, look at this moss. And it's incredible. And it is one of just the most fun things that if I can get on the trail, that's my place I want to be. And it doesn't have to be fast. Like road runners, how fast did you go? What's your pace? Trail runners, what's your elevation? How far did you go? Mm. It doesn't matter how fast you did it, which makes it so much enjoyable. I heard um, a thing one time that said, if you don't enjoy running, you're running too fast. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so sometimes I'm, Doug calls it my grandma pace and I'm just kind of trotting along and it might as well be walking practically, but sometimes I'm just taking it all in and enjoying it. And then sometimes you get in some sections that have some cool like mountain bike trails where you're doing some switchback turns and some, they've got, you know, the berms for the bikes to go and you're Mm -hmm. running and, you know, I'll be silly and I'll put my arms out like an airplane and just go down and, you know, your feet just fly. And it's something that you can't do just, you know, every day in your house. It's incredible. You do this with the dogs? Uh, If I can. Yes. Um, and sometimes like when I know I'm gonna, it's been summer. And so if I'm going to be out there and it's hot and there's no water access for him to get wet, like swim in, I go myself. Mm-hmm. So, but if there's a place where like I can dunk him in a Creek and so he can cool off and then we can kind of just do a slower run or a shorter run. He comes, he loves it. Nice. How often Hold on. I have another question. You said you listen to inspiring podcasts when you run. So which, which are these, which podcasts are these? Well, Joe Rogan, how somehow I never liked Joe Rogan when I only saw him as like a fear factor or MMA announcer. And then Doug had said, no, 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 listen to Joe Rogan. And he talks to all of these people and uh, we listened to this one guy, and I can't remember his name, but he he talks about the cosmos and space, and he was so intelligent, and I was just like, give it to me more, 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 and and it was incredible, and they're long. I mean, they're like two hours long, so if I'm out in the woods somewhere, one show, you know, I'm like, 
good. I don't have to sit there and mess and find something else to listen to or skip ahead or it's great. And he has people like Elon Musk on there and he has different Olympians and boxers and fighters and CrossFit people. And so, I mean, there's all that. And then there was like a guy that was a comedian that baked bread. And I was like, Christina, that's <laughs> baked sourdough bread. And uh, he was so funny. And there's like something where instead of thinking about running, being so tired and you're listening to them, it, it just makes it so much nicer and, and stress-free and enjoyable. Um, other inspiring ones, it kind of depends on the mood. Um, I, I listened to a few. I actually, I can pull up my little library up here so you can see what I listened to. Um, a new one I just found because my crazy running thing. So it's called She Runs Ultras. She just did this crazy race called the Barkley Marathons. And if you've never heard of the Barkley Marathons, mm-hmm. which I don't no. know about until this summer, it, it's actually here in Tennessee. It's, I think, an hour from Nashville where they hold it. And it was based on this guy. There's a prison and he escaped and he only made it eight miles in like two days. And so these people were inspired to be like, I can make it further. And so they created this race where it's, they, they have this like fun run race where it's um, shorter. And by shorter, I mean, it's only like two marathons worth, which is 26 miles times two. And then they have the, the big Barkley marathons, which is five marathons back to back. And it's not a like scripted course. There's no navigation. There's no GPS. There's no, it's just amazing that people sign up to do it. And there's some, um, on YouTube, um, a couple different documentaries about people that have done it, go watch it just to have that exposure to something. So you just run around for 26 miles times two, just run around. Oh, in the dark and through what? the and off the trail and they're climbing through like sewage tunnels and they're going up like mountain sides and it's are you running with a buddy or is there like a, a chase vehicle or something there so what they do is they all run clockwise the first lap or oh. counterclockwise and then they switch the second lap and they go counterclockwise and then they repeat and then on the if you make it to the fifth lap, uh, then they alternate you. So the first one back gets picked which way they go. The second one back goes the other way. So on that last lap where they're completely exhausted and tired and hungry and wet and, you know, they're on it for them on their own. And I want to say that, you know, they've been doing it for so many years. And sometimes there's not anybody that even makes it to the last lap. And how, how many hours do they run? I, I want to say it's, it's close to three days straight. They're not sleeping. They're not taking food breaks. They are out there doing this course. Is this something you'd like to do? No. <laughs> I'm not, I enjoy watching it and I enjoy seeing people 
feel victorious even when they don't finish. And I like to see that because that motivates me to go my little half marathon that I'm running. That's only, you know, three hours long. Doesn't seem so bad now when I think about what these people endured. So that makes me happy. (laughs) I love it. You, so you had a big race. You mentioned two races, right? I know you had a big race, what, last week? And then you say you and Copper have a big race coming up. So tell me about the race you had in the past. And then tell me about this race you have with Copper. For people who don't know, Copper is her dog. Copper is my my dog. My favorite dog, if you ask Doug, my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The big race last week was my first ever half marathon. And some people might go, oh, that's nothing. People run them all the time. I had never ran farther than six miles before this. And even that, like, I thought I was going to die when I ran six miles. So to run 13.1, and not just 13.1 miles, but 13.1 miles on the trail, which greatly increases the difficulty level. Oh, okay. this was a trail half marathon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. Two miles that were on a paved, what they call a greenway, um, but the rest was in the trail. And it was gorgeous and it ran around a lake and, you know, the leaves are starting to cover the ground. So it was wonderful. And when we started, it was sunrise and beautiful and perfect weather. So um, my goal was just to finish within, there was a three and a half hour cutoff and I did it in two hours and 48 minutes. Yay! How did you feel? How did you feel? Oh, I, I was like the... Cheshire cat the whole day (laughs) that they call that runner's high and it lasted all day. It was fantastic. And, uh, I think I went to bed at like four o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Were there Um, any points at which while you were running, you had moments of, I don't think that I'll finish or what? I did not have any of that. I made I was able to go out to where the course was. I went three times so that I knew what it looked like. And um, I didn't do the whole course. I just did this um, one part on the trail that worked out to be eight miles. So I did that part three times um, throughout my training. And I felt fantastic. And it was tiring but I made sure that I was prepared with um water and fuel I used like um an electrolyte mix called tailwind and I had that and then they had aid stations with these like pouches of they were like chia seeds and fruit and they were really good and um I had grabbed uh two of them while I was out and I felt fantastic so fantastic that there was some people ahead of me and I told myself, I'm going to catch them. And then when I got to the last bit uh, where you're coming up and you can see the finish line, it was up this big grassy hill. I just kicked it in high gear and I sprinted past them all the way through the finish line. Wow. At the end. Mm-hmm. So it was oh my gosh. really fun and uh, felt great. And, uh, what's funny is, so I had started running for this next race. That's actually next week. 
um, which is only a five mile race. It's only. Is this with copper? Course. Yes, with copper. Okay. It's an obstacle course race with your dog. And um, so that's why I started running to begin with, because I was like, I got to get in shape for this one. And then something inspired me and said, go do that. Go do that uh, half marathon. What and inspired you? I, you know what? It was just like, I can do hard things. And I felt really good training. And I said, I wonder if I could do that. I've never tried anything like that. And okay, what do I have to do to get there? You know, what kind of uh, training plan, running plan do I have to do? Can I do it? Can my schedule do it? You know, and then what does it look like? How do I have to feed myself, you know, before, during, and after this? And I said, okay, I can do that. And, you know, what kind of gear do I need? Okay, well, I need a pair of shoes that aren't two years old and I need, believe it or not, I am not heavy, but when you're running that far, your clothes chafe you. So you need some lubrication so that you don't have, I call it chub rub. (laughs) And um, so, you know, you get that. And then it's, I mean, incredible. Just, you would think, Oh, just go be a runner. You just need some shoes, go run. And then you need all these things. Um, how did you figure it, out all of the things? Did you, yeah, you how did you figure after, all that out? You know, after I run and, uh, and uh, hey, my feet hurt. And okay. I asked, why do my feet hurt? Well, how old are your shoes? Uh, you know, year and a half. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need some new shoes. Or, you know, I get um, big uh, raw burns under my arms from where my biceps rubbing on my, you know, sides of my body. Okay. Put some lube on there and you won't have that. And okay. Try that. And it does good. Um, and then just, okay, well, I feel like I'm going to die out on this (laughs) run. What do I need? Okay. Try tailwind, which is like an electrolyte and a fuel and it gives you energy. Okay. I got that. And so helpful. It was so good. So how did you know about tailwind? Just um, asking people, like there's okay. such a, a helpful group of people in that ultra running group that will share all their knowledge of do's and don'ts for free because they want to. And it's, you know, they're so helpful and motivating and uplifting and it's incredible. So, um but then this next race, so it's it's a camping overnight race. What? We, we go there, my friend and I and her dog and my dog, and um, we camp Friday night. Saturday's the race. And then there's Halloween party for your dog. And then um, breakfast on Sunday morning. And then you can go back out and kind of, check out the race course again. Like if you had an issue somewhere, or if you want to practice on something. And uh, so I'm like really looking forward to camping with my dog. And uh, is this doing- tenting? You're going to bring a tent? In tent. They have like um, the shower stalls, like in the trailers. Okay. And stuff. So there is a way to like clean yourself after you're like low crawling through mud puddles. But um yeah, it's like out in the in the elements. 
Oh my gosh, you are I, amazing. Fabulous. So this obviously running makes you happy, right? And yeah. you're mom, mom to three boys. And how, let me ask you this. How does all this happy running make you feel better as a mom? Uh, it definitely gets that time for me. I don't have to do anything for anybody or, you know, get somebody a juice or a snack or, you know, help someone in the bathroom. So <laughs> that is like centering. It's so um, like a pressure release on an Instapot, you know, it, it just clears everything out. And so then when I get them back home from school, if I got to run during the day, like today, I'm new and fresh. And if I don't get to run during the day and say I have to run at night, um, you know, sometimes that's nice too. Cause then it's like, okay, after all the hard stuff and then I get to go and I get to run at night and it all settles down before the end of the day. And so that's nice too. And they like to come too. They will, um, ride a bicycle if I'm out on the greenway and, you know, they like that. Or if instead of a run, if I just say, okay, I'm just going to hike today, they love to come and hike. And, uh, they, you know, find all cool rocks and lizards and mushrooms and things. And so in some ways it's even a way for us to get out of the house and do something together. They see their mom taking care of herself. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. Mm. I love that. So I know that, okay, we all know that you run and you do your little bike joring, right? I'm thinking now about your photography business. Can you talk about your photography business and how that makes you happy and how you got into that? That I still have a lot of um, questions about. The mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is strong. And with COVID happening, it is um, just, uh, you know, slow. And people kind of trickle in. And then because, you know, I'm not doing it all the time, you then, mm -hmm. then I'm myself that I'm doing it right. Um so like, I'm tell me how you got started. Tell me how you got started with it. So go back. Oh, um, long time ago. If you want to go way back, just pictures of my firstborn cost so much that I picked up a camera and said, I'll take my own. <laughs> and I never pursued actually learning how to use it. You know, I just used the little, um, dials on there. And then, um, when I had my second, I actually met, a mo another mom that was a photographer and, uh, it just, she was like, I'll take pictures of you, you know, for this, um, event. And I said, okay, great. And it just kind of sparked wanting to actually learn how to use the camera. And I didn't want to know what I wanted to take pictures of, but, um, I just started taking pictures, you know, of my kids and of my dogs. And when I was in the army, you know, I, I would take pictures of the dogs and stuff. And so I always like to see them in action and running and jumping and, you know, the things that the dogs did. And then I just said, you know what, it really makes me happy 
getting down on the ground and taking pictures of dogs, like way more than anybody's like kid or baby or, um, you know, of weddings weddings or parties, parties. I just, I loved interacting with the dogs. And so I really just zoned into that and I started taking some classes specifically to pet photography. And now I also started taking classes for pet painting, which kind of goes hand in hand um, with the pet photography. And it's amazing. It's, it's peaceful and I enjoy learning about it. And it totally gets that like artistic, like itch out where I can okay. sit creative and I love that because I've always had that. So I want to tell people about your uh, history with animals. So if, if people don't know you who are listening to this, Melissa was in the army and you were military police, right? Mm-hmm. And you were a dog handler mm-hmm. in the military, which uh, I've seen a picture. This is such a cool picture of you with the dog suit on. And I don't know, you gave the command to what a German shepherd and the, and the picture is of the shepherd biting your arm, right? With the protective <laughs> gear on. <laughs> yeah, I love that picture. And then, so after, after you got out of the military, uh, you had a little dog training business, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pet dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Pet dogs. So, so she still was into dogs. You were still into dogs. And then that translated to taking pictures of your dog and now other people's dogs and horses. Horses, yeah. And I've even what else? had, um, hang on, my little alarm is going to go off really quick and I'm going to turn that off. Um, okay. And so I've had people bring their cats out and <laughs> their cats, kids, and dogs and horses and um, mostly dogs and horses is in this area is what I get. So. And how does photographing the dogs and horses and animals make you feel on the inside? How does that make you shimmer? Uh, what is it about? What is it about photographing a dog in midair with the tongue flapping out and the ears and the ears flapping back <laughs> that makes you happy? Uh, other than the obvious. <laughs> You know, some of it is the challenge to be able to get the the dog that's hurling towards you, you know, at 100 miles an hour in focus. And and that's fun, that challenge. And some of it's just seeing like the expressions when their ears are going and wrinkled up. And um, then there's like those sweet moments when I get the sessions um, for I call them like celebration of life for a senior dog or a dog that's terminal and you see the owner and dog relationship that they have. And that I think is one of the most fulfilling seeing, you know, they don't know how long they have with their dog and just trying to get as much as I can for them. That's meaningful of their dog, all the little details, you know, if they have curly little tail or if they have, you know, pointy ears or floppy ears and just that kind of stuff. That's my favorite. Um, and then of course I just, who doesn't like looking at like a cute dog and some flowers or, you know, that's just happiness right there. And I like making it. So. That is so cute. Tell us where we can find you. Where are you on social media? Because 
I've seen your photographs, Melissa, and I've seen your paintings, and it looks like it comes out of a studio. And oh, yeah, so, explain how you paint them again. So, so tell me, do all that because that's fascinating too. How, how do you take it? And it ends up, hold on a second. So she takes a picture of the dog and then she somehow paints it. And then it ends up on a canvas on somebody's wall and it looks absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. How do you do that? Um, it's another class that I found. <laughs> and uh, I, I always liked to paint when I was, you know, in school and everything. And Bob Ross, everyone knows who that is. And I, oh. I'm super drawn to that. And I found this painting where she was painting, you know, people and she started to do pets. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like my favorite things in the world is pets and painting all in the same thing. And so I, I took this course and I'm still taking it because it's like super in depth and um, I can take a cell phone picture now and I can paint a background and put this horrible blurry cell phone picture on and paint um this picture from uh that image that is new so it's like fantastic if like an animal passed away or um you know if you have a picture of like someone else's dog that you don't live near I send them a gift like that and um literally paint every stroke by hand it's not a filter or an app um, it's, uh, I have this thing called a Wacom tablet or Wacom tablet. I don't know how you say it. And, um, here's what the paintbrush looks like. So it's a pen and I literally paint, um, and it comes out on the screen. So super cool. Uh, and then, you know, I use a, the same labs that I use for my photography for printing. I then use for my printing of the paintings and I get them framed and ship them where they need to go. So, so pretty. Uh, if you, if you're into pets and if you're into photography and if you're into painting, you have to check out Melissa's stuff. Just look at it. Just look at it. Uh, yeah, tell people. We're, try and keep up with that on there. You know, Melissa okay. photography on Instagram. Facebook, Say it again. Melissa, Melissa Bonar photography. Okay. Facebook, I'm much more active on. Now that they kind of merged the two, I can get kind of on both there. Um, and, of course, the website, melissabonarphotography.com. Um, there's some stuff on there as well. So, uh, All right. Oh, my gosh, Melissa, thank you so much. One more thing before we go. Of course, I love food and you love food. What are you having? What are you eating today for your birthday dinner? You know, so I try to be mostly vegan. Um, <laughs> that keeps me feeling fantastic. Um, and tonight is a splurge night for things that make me happy because, mm -hmm. you know, you do only live once and <laughs> go ahead and eat the stinking cake on your birthday. So I'm going to eat, uh, some chocolate cake later and, um, being a Jersey girl, one of my favorite foods is pizza and we just... <sighs> happen to be so lucky to have a place called NY Pie that they're from New York and they make the most replicated pizza from, you know, the New York, New Jersey area. And so that's, that's my guilty pleasure. I'm going to indulge in that tonight. Friday night pizza night. night. Yes. Us too. Us too. But it's not going to be New York Pie. It's just going to be, you know, what we have here. 
I love Friday night pizza. Probably so definitely. I'd, I'd imagine. <laughs> what do you like on your pizza? What's your favorite? You know, I, I do only just get cheese um, with this. B- before my plant eating days, I would love actually a ham and cheese calzone. That was my oh, favorite. Man, those I are good. Um, or I did, you know. I'm not sorry. Everyone's okay. calling me today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, now I just get the cheese and, you know, it makes me feel terrible the next day and, mm-hmm. but it's worth it. <laughs> my That's awesome. I like mushrooms. That's my favorite, but I, I never get it because my family hates mushrooms on it. So yeah. I'm always stuck with the pepperoni, which is okay for me. Um, but yeah, I've always been a mushroom pizza lover, but I've never been a pineapple and ham lover. And I don't really understand that, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> Whatever blows your hair back. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you, Melissa, for jumping on. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on like a, such an awesome day. Totally was a highlight for sure. One that I, a birthday I will remember. Yay, Melissa. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you know anyone who would like to listen, please share it. If you would be willing to submit a review, I would appreciate that too. As a thank you, I have a special freebie for you. It's my guide to alternative sweeteners. It has been said that sugar is a silent killer. If you are looking to decrease your amount of sugar intake or learn how to use natural sugar substitutes in your cooking and baking, I have this super sweet guide, no pun intended, that I created especially for you. In it, I have included 10 natural sugar substitutes that you can use in your kitchen. Plus, I list glycemic indices if you are watching your blood sugar levels and ratio substitutions so your work is done for you. Go check it out at subscribepage.com backslash sweetguide. I'll list the link in the show notes too. It's free 